Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. You did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about you, Cowboy? It is Victory Monday here on Attitude Air Live, the number one wrestling podcast on the internet. Uh, I haven't been able to play that clip in quite some time, uh, just because, you know, we haven't exactly been playing very well the last couple of weeks. Uh, but we won a big one yesterday against a playoff-caliber team. We're trending in the right direction. Uh, obviously, um, you know, Granny's team is, is pretty much a lock. And uh, I, think, uh, I, think, I think Icon's team is on the outside looking in, but still has still has a very good shot, I believe, after a big win over the Chargers yesterday. So, uh, yeah, victory Monday here today. Uh, Attitude Era Live has been a very interesting, um, very interesting couple of shows the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've had, you know, Otto Von Clutch and, and his whole situation. Uh, we had the uh, the weird redneck uh, Billy Bob, whatever the hell his name was, uh, last Jim week. Bob. Jim, Jim Bob, Bob, Billy Bob, something Bob. Yeah, I mean, we had him <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know, and we've, we've had um, – we, we, we've had a couple of interesting things. I mean, Otto Von Clutch just shows up and calls a lot, which I always love to hear from him. He always brings uh, energy to the show and everything, so we love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. Uh, yeah, guys, we are here. Icon, why don't you uh, go ahead and tell us who we got coming on tonight? Well, uh, we have uh, we have a three guest night. You know, we all love that. We have uh, uh, coming up in about uh, maybe uh, twelve minutes or so. We have Eliza Hayes. We are also going to have Lynn Anoya, 
Uh, you might recognize that last name. Uh, she's on the uh, Roman Reigns uh, family tree with Rikishi and all the others. And we're the Rock and all those guys. Trisha. Yeah, we're also going to have Trisha Verzian. And uh, she's going to be on with us, too. And uh, she is buff, she is built, and she has got muscles upon her muscles. And uh, we're going to talk to her, and uh, hopefully she doesn't crush us like a grape uh, if you say the wrong thing. So I, I already warned about you, how you like to uh, sometimes go off the cuff. And, uh, you know, she just uh, you know, might have something to say a thing or two about that. But I also, real quick here, want to let everybody know, give everybody a teaser for next week. Uh, if uh, you guys all love the WWE, which I'm sure you do, and uh, uh, some of you might not necessarily like the product because of what uh, they're doing, which you like to complain about every once in a while. But uh, uh, if you ever seen the movie Wrestling With My Family, you're going to want to tune in next yeah. week because next week. we have the patriarch of WWE Page's family with us next week, Ricky Knight. And uh, we also have uh, Brandi Garvin. Uh, she is the first ever wrestling amputee uh, as far as arms go. Uh, she's going to be talking to us about that. And uh, also we have a other surprise, but uh, I'm going to kind of save that uh, for... Uh, well, for a while, uh, and then we'll uh, talk about uh, her uh, as uh, as we go on. But you have to be listening to the end of the show to find out this particular surprise guest. Also, I got to say, guys, real quick here before our first guest calls in in about ten minutes. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Jim Bob, and uh, apparently there was. Yeah, well, the thing about Jim Bob is uh, some uh, someone had um, kind of uh, uh, sent me a, I don't know what you want to say, a message about a uh, particular Jim Bob and uh, um, uh, being from uh, Topanganga uh, Canyon. Uh, uh, Jim Bob lives in their neighborhood, apparently, and uh, mm. it's uh, a rural rural area of Santa Monica and uh you know there's uh, 3 million dollar homes there and there's his trailer uh so uh there's a lot of uh he's got a lot of neighbors that don't well I would say they don't like they don't like him or not they I'm not going to say they dislike him but uh they said that uh the way that he was on the air last week is not exactly the way he is in person. He could be a lot worse. So if you could think well, a lot of uh, well, a lot of last week was um, a lot of last week was uh, his agent and his publicist and his whatever. So I mean, he didn't lawyer. even do his lo- his lawyer. You can't forget his lawyer, guys. I mean, he had his lawyer on there with him. You know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. True. True. Yeah, uh, what was his lawyer's name? Willie Robinson or something? Something I like that. You know, honestly, I mean, I wasn't I, I wasn't paying enough attention. <laughs> well, I don't know, but uh, uh, 
call me crazy, but we might have him back on again at some point uh, because he uh, he messaged me after the show and he was uh, kind of upset that uh, Autobahn Clutch uh, uh, was making fun of him or something. So he might want to challenge him to a match or something. I don't know, but we'll we'll see. Well, okay, so Autobahn Clutch kind of, I mean, Autobahn Clutch strikes me as the kind of guy who, like, does what he wants. And, I mean, I, I think I think if he's so upset with it, uh, we could set something up here. Um, we, we could be basically bookers and set something up between himself and Autobahn Clutch because not only does Autobahn Clutch strike me as the type of guy who says and does what he wants, but he strikes me as the type of guy who will back up the things that he says and does, or at least try to. Uh, so I don't think he would have an issue uh, doing any of that. Um, I, I'm not quite sure if, you know, it, it, it up uh, Mr. Bob's alley with the wheelchair boxing and all that stuff, but, you know, it, it's it's definitely something maybe to look into. Um, so, uh, so Icon, uh, we don't have any handicapped people um, scheduled here for tonight, but who do we have? Well, I, I already told you. I already told you who. I, I know, but I, I, I got cut off because my mic thing wasn't working, so I didn't hear it. Uh, well, we have Eliza Hayes. Uh, she's yeah. on with us. And we also have uh, Liv Anoya. And we also okay. have uh, uh, Tricia Verziak. And I also want to let you guys know real quick here, we're going to have kind of like a rodeo theme. Uh, the last uh, the last week uh, of the year, uh, but I'm not going to mention that too. You gotta you gotta you gotta keep listening to the show to find out who that is. But I will say that uh, just be thinking of uh, uh, a rodeo uh, for now, and then I'll uh, let everybody know either at the end of the show this week or at the beginning of the show next week. Kind of like a teaser. You have to tune in to find out who it's going to be. <laughs> nice. Um, so, Icon, um, I've looked into this this program because uh, for those of you who may not know, we are planning on potentially switching from Block Talk Radio over to Anchor.fm and uh, sort of playing our card with it and seeing how that goes, uh, which I, I think it should go pretty well. I mean, it, it's a good site. I've looked into it. Um, I'm pretty happy with with what they offer and what they provide. So, um, you're, you're I, I I've been looking into it, Icon, and I think I want to make that switch. Uh, in which case we can do um, you know, uh, in which case we can have a lot more different things and offer different things on the show. And the area code you're looking for would be three eight six. Area code we're looking for will be three eight. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, anybody uh, watch the pay per view last night? We got a few minutes before our guest calls in. Uh, I was going to mention the pay per view. I didn't. I had two Christmas parties to go to, so I didn't get a chance to. How was it? I didn't either. Uh, and I don't know what that beep beep is in the background, but whatever that is. Yeah, I got it. I got to cut off. It's a live update from the station on the football game, so I'm gonna mute it right now. Um, okay. But uh, 
Yeah, you know, speaking of football, uh, next week is a uh, is a big week for the Vikings. They need to take out Green Bay, and uh, then we could uh, uh, potentially win the division and get a first uh, a first round home game. So that would be awesome. Well, they're only what one game out. Right, right, right. Uh, so, I, so yeah, you know, they're, they're having. Uh, I, you they're know, having I, a good I believe that we have the uh, even we, if we, we lose and then beat Chicago, I believe we still have the wild card locked up. So we should be good oh, there. Oh, well, either way, yeah, you'll probably end up playing Dallas and beating us in our home stadium. Um, so, uh, I count. We do have our guest on. I do want to talk a little bit about the pay per view, um, but we'll we'll get the guest going first, and then. Uh, and then we'll go from there. So, um, Icon, I'm going to put them through. I'm going to jump over to the other studio quick to check on the Saints Colts, but I'll be listening. So I'm going to put them through right now. Do you think? Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring tonight, she is going to clear all the haze. Ladies and gentlemen, Go Wrestling's own Eliza Hayes. Hey, brothers and sisters of love, this is Eliza Hayes. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with your hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. That is awesome. How hey, are guys. You? Great you job. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> well, here's what Thanks. we're going to do. We're going to have you give us a little background about yourself, then I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll kind of do a round table, and we'll go around the room, and then we'll come back to me, and we'll ask you the difficult questions, but you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll uh, ask you some questions. Uh, sure. Um, I started in training at Go Wrestle Dojo in Daytona Beach in fall of 2017. Uh, I started wrestling early in 2018 and made my debut in December of 2018. So I just celebrated my one-year anniversary in the ring. And I probably should say this. uh, For those of you who uh, want to check out Eliza, uh, she is is very beautiful. She is very good-looking. And uh, she's probably (laughs) the hottest wrestler I've ever – referee I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, we've had female wrestler uh, referees on before, but there's just there's just something about her look uh, that just I don't know will just blow you away. So check her out. We'll let her. We'll have her tell us how to check her out uh, after the after the interview here. So uh, so now in your tenure of the business, you know, you mentioned that you started refereeing. Was that just a way to get your foot in the door? Uh, or did you want to be uh, a referee and then just went into the wrestling part? How did that come about? Um, when we train at Go Wrestle, we have a weekly show. It's every Friday night live in Daytona. Um, and they always need rest. So part of what happens when you train is you train to be a referee as you're training to be a wrestler. So you start refereeing, you get some experience in the ring firsthand, and then once you're ready to actually make your debut as a wrestler, it's not your first time stepping between the ropes. (laughs) So uh, 
with that being said, is it, uh, you know, you know, you start refereeing, and then they say, do you say, do they say, okay, we're ready, we're going to try you out in the ring and get you training, or do you say, well, you know, I think I'm good, uh, I'm I'm ready to go. How do, how does that work? It's always up to your trainer because your trainer needs to make sure that you're safe to work with whoever you step in that ring with. So you wrestle your trainer to start out with in your first match then, is that correct? No, actually. Um, my first match was kind of an accident. <laughs> um, I was refereeing at the time, and I was supposed to ref the women's match that night. And uh, we had uh, the one opponent step in the ring. Um, she goes by uh, Savannah Thorne now. She was my first opponent. She came in the ring, and she started talking smack about the crowd and her opponent, and then her opponent didn't show. So she started bad-mouthing the crowd, and this is a crowd that I've been in front of week after week, refing, and, and I couldn't let her bad-talk our crowd. So I challenged her, figured if she wanted an opponent, I'd give her one. And uh, how did that match turn out? Not really well for me. <laughs> so she cheated. But she, eh, not so much, but she she had a lot more experience than me, and I came in a little hot-headed. I didn't get my chill on before because it was kind of a last-minute thing. So she kind of kicked my ass a little bit. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Well, no, it's, it's okay. I mean, this is, uh, you know, we're... we're 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 uh, we're at the, we're being heard ten o'clock in New York, so you can use language like that, no problem. So when you <laughs> wrestle, are you a baby face, a heel, an in betweeny, or do you let the crowd decide what you're going to be? I am a face all the way. Um, sometimes I like I said, like if I don't if I don't chill beforehand, I can get a little hot headed, but I am. Definitely very, very fake. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, to, uh, there's just peace and love, man. Huh. Well, you know, that brings me to Granny. She's not a heel, Granny, but uh, she, she, she's loved and she's a face, and I know you. Well, uh, she, she knows, she, she knows what side to be on. She knows to be on the good side. You know, Granny loves the good people. You know, I don't like the heels. I. I can talk some pretty good smack to the hills. This sounds like my kind of woman I would like to watch wrestle. I think she would be amazing. <laughs> she sounds amazing. So one of my questions, well, I guess, what, to you. Hmm? Uh, Eliza Hayes, our guest, uh, we have uh, well, we have about uh, 25 minutes here with Eliza. What do you got, Granny? Go ahead. Well, one of my questions to you is I know you're fairly new to the business, and and you sound absolutely phenomenal in what you do. What has, I mean, what has been one of your most interesting matches or maybe challenging matches you've ever had to do? Um, well, my most challenging match was actually one against my trainer. Uh, my trainer is Kyle Blizzard. He's, mm -hmm. I'm about... Five three, my driver's license says, but it might be fudging it a little bit. 
Um, he's he's very high six feet. So he he's much bigger than I am and much stronger. Um, that match came about. We were having a power weight um, number one contender tournament at Go Wrestle, and I managed to get on that tournament. And uh, I was the only female that got in there. I made it through round one. I made it through round two, and round three I had to face my trainer. <laughs> oh, wow. So that one was a big challenge because I'd never faced anybody twice my size before. <laughs> wow. So that, that one is amazing. actually available. Um, I have photos of that one on my Facebook. You can see me get power bombed across the ring. <laughs> But uh, it was it was definitely a challenge, and I think I held my own pretty well. That's awesome. That's amazing. So, uh, Eliza Hayes, our guest here. We got 25 minutes here with uh, Eliza. Uh, if uh, Big Swing is uh, there, I know he's doing double duty again tonight. What do you got for our guest, Eliza Hayes? Well, I, uh, you mentioned well, no, you mentioned that first match. Um, you know, when you were refing and the opponent was bad knocking, whatever. Um, was that an actual no show or was that a work? She was scheduled to be on. Um, she was advertised to be on, but something happened and she just didn't make it in that night. Like nobody, nobody knew. I'm sure somebody probably knew, but um, it was it was definitely. A bit of a surprise. <laughs> okay, and then did you, I mean, did you know what was going to happen or not? Because the reason I say that is because you were kind of green at that moment. Um, you were kind of green at that moment, and, uh, you know, th- there was a chance where if something like that would happen that you could have gotten hurt, right? And I, I don't just mean you ask it. I mean, like, like hurt, hurt. Oh no no no! I yeah I gotcha. Um, it it was one of those things where I I was actually cleared by my trainer at that point, but we hadn't set up an official debut match. Okay. And what do you what do you like better? Do you like refing or do you like fighting? Oh, I definitely like fighting more. I'm all about the peace okay. and love, but I'm also about the flower power. Ah, I got you. I got you. And the last thing is, uh, what do you feel is your greatest attribute, like, in the ring? Like, what do you feel like now that you're a year in and you've got your experience, what do you feel like you're best at? Um, in some ways, I'm still kind of figuring that out. I'm trying new stuff all the time, trying to keep everything fresh in the ring and, and always trying to learn. I still train two days a week because you're never done learning. Um, but I have to say just the determination. I never okay. want to stay down. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, Liza right. Hayes, our guest here. We got, we got uh, 22 minutes here with uh, Liza. 
No, I'm going to ask you a. Uh, I'm going to ask you a. Uh, you know, a few. Uh, you know, uh, easy questions. I'm going to uh, ask you the tougher questions, and uh, then I'll do some ego questions as well. Uh, okay. Now you Those are, are a fun. redhead. You are a redhead, and everybody knows uh, the the term is red hair don't care. So that means you don't really take any crap in the ring. You are you are a baby face, but you obviously don't take any crap because you're a redhead. Now, is that uh, are, are you the uh, you're a natural redhead, or is that uh, uh, part of your uh, ring style? Um, it actually is. I actually started dyeing my hair before um, I really started getting in the ring. If you look at some of my earlier pictures when I was dressing, it was blue. But then I decided I tried red, and it just felt right so i decided to stick with it and you know you uh you know you talk about flower power and you know peace and love and everything i mean i'm just kind of curious you know um the uh this will be the first ego question i have too usually uh the icon made you a collector's card uh and you know which one i'm referring to the one where you're doing a um um a neck breaker on some poor individual that uh-huh. you know which one i'm referring to uh oh yeah he had that coming Okay, so it's a he. So you obviously wrestle men, and you kick their butts. But uh, the the picture in the corner uh, with the uh, you know on your um, on your your top there, you have like a peace sign. Now that's obviously custom made, obviously. Yeah, actually, I just debuted that gear uh, last weekend. And you also have a flower headband as well. Uh huh. And uh, that's that's also custom made as well, correct? No, that one's not. I actually got that as a gift from a friend a while back. Okay, because you know I, I'm I'm loving your I'm loving your 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 ring attire. It's like all all you know all your uh, all your tops. Obviously, they they have love and flowers. And you always wear jean shorts to the ring, and uh, your boots. That those look like those could really uh, hurt if you actually lay the boots to somebody. Um, yeah, you can ask a couple of my opponents about that one. Um, I, I've left some bruises. <laughs> Which leads <laughs> me to my next question. Every wrestler, you know, has a great finishing maneuver. So I want you to tell us what yours is, what it's called, what is involved, and uh, then one of us will volunteer to, if uh, you can practice it on one of us. What do you got? My main finisher is the head trip, and that is the move actually that is on that card that you were just talking about. It is a variation on the regal cutter, which is basically like a flying neck breaker. And is that one of those that you can put on and it, you can have it, you can hit out of nowhere like a Randy Orton type deal? Or do they know that when you get them around the neck, it's over? When I get them around the neck, they usually don't have a choice. They're going down. There you go. And <laughs> also, uh, and, and I and I do I do love that uh, that maneuver. It just seems she just seems devastating. Now, with your wrestling style, would you say that uh, you're more of a high flyer, like a Rey Mysterio, 
a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart, did you have that grunty style like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Um, I'm not really sure. Right now, it's kind of a mix. I do, I do some technical moves. I do not a lot of brawling, but I'm definitely working more kicks into uh, my move set. And yeah, that's that's mostly what it is. Not a whole lot of high flying maneuvers yet. Still working on that. So eventually, you want to you want to be able to do the off the rope stuff, correct? That is definitely a goal. Awesome. Now, you know, Grady kind of alluded to you know your toughest match and. Uh, and you kind of you kind of went through that, but when you're when you're out there wrestling, how often do you try and uh, wrestle? Do you go a couple times a week, every other week, a couple times a month, uh, a couple times every other month? How often do you you get yourself booked, or how many matches do you usually pull off in a month? Um, right now, besides the one to two days training, I am working at Go Wrestle in Daytona every Friday night. And usually I try to get at least two Saturdays booked a month and um, the occasional Sunday. And if our fans wanted to check you out, uh, when is your next match? Where is it? And do you have ticket information? Right now I only have the Friday night matches at Go Wrestle for the rest of the year. Um, if you can't make it out to Daytona in person, we do have a website that we put everything up on. The entire history of the show is up on that website. Um, it's at GoWrestle.com. And who's your next opponent? I'm not sure yet. I'm hoping that it's going to be Ember Cato because she and I have a feud going on right now. She took the Go Wrestle Women's Championship back from me a couple weeks ago, and we got a shiny new belt. I'm looking to put that around my waist. So I guess what I should say is, who's your next victim? Now, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the thing is, and, and I'm going to let you know this, uh, I'm not saying that we'll have anything to do with it, but we're a pretty good luck charm. Uh, any guests that we've had on, and they go for a title after they've been on, they've always won. Now, you cannot let us down. Here's our record. Uh, over the last three years, we are 1,010-0. and 0. That's a pretty impressive so, record. Yeah, so no pressure. You cannot be that, <laughs> cannot be that hiccup. You cannot be Brock Lesnar over The Undertaker. you gotta, you gotta keep, you got to keep our record going. Oh man, you know, no, no, no pressure, right? <laughs> and uh, well, now I always ask all our independent wrestlers that are on the show uh, this question, and no one ever answers it the same way. So I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it to you. Um, Two part question. Let's say that you're wrestling out there, and they have a WWE agent or official that comes to one of the shows and sees you. And then they get a hold of you and they say, hey, we want to offer you a contract to join the big boys. Or whether it be the WWE or AEW, two-part question. If you were to get that opportunity, one, is that something you'd want? 
And two, if you do get that opportunity, well, you're not big time must still be our friend and still talk to us. <laughs> well, first part, uh, let's see. Obviously, you want to get on the big stage. That's That's kind of a goal for everybody, but... Even so, I want to be able to still go out and be me and, you know, have fun. Um, but, yeah, I'd still be a friend. There you go. And it's you got to share the love. <laughs> right. And uh, me also, you know, uh, I can also put you on the list of one of the few female wrestlers that does not have a restraining order on me, which is which is also nice. Uh <laughs> Uh, and judging by your finisher and how you can uh, kick the butt of the guys, uh, you probably wouldn't need a restraining order anyway. You'd probably just take me out yourself. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you Only a couple of ego questions. I had to. I'm going to ask you a couple of ego questions, then we'll kind of go back around the room and see uh, what else our uh, co-hosts have. But if I were to, you know, we got a, uh, you know, end of the year giveaway show coming up and, uh, our fans will have to tune in next week to get information on that. But uh, if I were to send you an address, you think you might be willing to send us some autographs for giveaways? Sure. Awesome. I'll, I'll get that sent out to you. So now you mentioned, you know, your trainer, and you started out repping, and you started out with, you know, your first match with your trainer. Now, when you're wrestling with your trainer, of course, like you said, they – you know, they want to make sure that, you know, you're safe in the ring and you're not dangerous. But when you're wrestling your trainer, do they – they obviously don't take it easy on you. Do they just, like, beat the tar out of you, uh, try and uh, set wise you up to the business? Or is it more like uh, this is how we're going to go out and do it and uh, we'll just kind of do it step by step? Can you take us through that process of wrestling your trainer? and what they tell you before you got there? Um, well, my first match was actually against uh, Savannah Thorne. Um, she was going by Gabrielle Arce at the time. But wait, when wait, 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 I worked with my trainer... Wait, 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 wait. G- Gabrielle Arce? Uh-huh. She's been on our show. Is she one of the and ones with the restraining well, order? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> she, well, actually, not against me, but... Uh, Big Swing, well, Grady wouldn't remember this, but Big Swing, remember? She's the one, she called in uh, when we had her ex-boyfriend on because he kicked her in the head. Do you remember Gabriella? I, I do remember, yeah. I remember that was one of the first, like, real, like, one of the first real, like, uh, storylines between wrestlers that we had on the program. Usually it's just interviews, but when that happened, we, we were originally talking, I believe, to him. And then she called in, and then we had her as a guest, and then he called in, and it was just, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was an interesting, uh, interesting development. But yeah, I haven't heard that name in, in quite a while. <laughs> so, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I just, I, sorry, sidetracked. We got uh, Eliza Hayes here. We got uh, eleven minutes with Eliza. So now tell us, uh, uh, how, how, how was she, and uh, how, how bad did you uh, defeat her? She actually defeated me in that one. So my first match was a loss, but I did learn a lot from it. Um, I learned that even though I I worked with a lot of guys in training, the girls will hit just as hard, if not harder. (laughs) 
And that was one of the big moments where I showed my determination and I just kept getting back up. So now did, uh, uh, you know, since, since she obviously moved from where they were, uh, now did her uh, ex-boyfriend follow her? Uh, was was he anywhere around there? Is he anywhere in the company or trying to get in the company or trying to seek some revenge? Or uh, are you familiar with uh, their little tip? I'm not, but it sounds like an interesting story. All right. And you still see her often? I don't really. I still follow her on social media. Um, like I said, she goes under Savannah Thorne now, but uh, I haven't seen her very much lately. We kind of work in separate areas. So basically, what but I would definitely like a rematch you. against her. Yeah. So basically, mm-hmm. what happens is she defeats you on your first match, and then she takes off. So you don't. So you you don't get any residual. That's not right. That's just that's just wrong. I did get to face her again. Um, a couple months later, but she beat my butt again. So I would really like a third try, and this time I'm definitely going to bring it because I've got a lot of different tricks up my sleeve and a lot more experience, and I think I could definitely handle myself a lot better now. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's hard for me to say anything bad about Gabriella because uh, she didn't put a restraining on me either, but, uh, you know... (laughs) Uh, I, I, am kind of liking you too. I, I always had to think for wrestlers with redheads. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, so we got, uh, we got Eliza Hayes. We got, uh, eight minutes here left with Eliza. Uh, Granny, big swing. You got anything else? Well, you pretty much covered everything icon. So as far as I was concerned, so it was a great interview. All right, well, we'll do this here. If our fans wanted to check you out and follow you, see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe, what do you got? I have Facebook. You can find me under Eliza Hayes. I have uh, Instagram, which is Eliza.Hayes. And I have Twitter, so I'm still trying to figure that one out. Um. And that one is 900 underscore Eliza. And I do have a YouTube uh, channel. Uh, Some of my stuff gets put up on there, too. So there's 899 people that are trying to act like you. I I get it. I like that. But you're the best (laughs) because you're number 900. I like that. So. Nice. Even number. Easy to remember. (laughs) So now. When you go into your next match, is that this coming Friday or is that next Friday? That is going to be this Friday. This Friday. Now, and it's for the title, are you planning on adding or is there going to be any special stipulations or are you not into gimmick matches? I am hoping it's a title match. I don't know for sure yet. I would like it to be because I would really like to get another shot at that title. Um, I think that something's going to happen because Amber Cato, she tends to fight a bit dirty. 
if you ever if you ever get to watch her online, she doesn't always play fair. Um, in fact, I actually refed her title match against Persia Pierce this past Friday, and I caught her cheating. So if you want to see all of that, wow. you're gonna to have to keep an eye on GoWrestle.com and watch the video for it because that that she tried to sneak a good uh, fast one on me, but I caught her. Um, so does that add to the but yeah, so that does. Now Ember has hit me with a lot of chairs over the past few months, so I would not be opposed to a no DQ match with her because. I think it's about time I get to swing the chair. So, Granny, you might have to get down there and uh, help her with the heel. Or, or I'd not. love to have Granny in my corner. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I was also going to say, if you ever decide that you want, uh, when you get to the WWE, uh, if you want your own private ring announcer, uh I was uh, kind of auditioning uh, when you, you know, when you first came on. Uh, you know, I, I'm up for that. I'll even carry your bags and shine your shoes and all that other stuff too. Mm-hmm. I heard that when oh, I came you're so on. Nice. You're so nice, Icon. Well, <laughs> I, I try. I try. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, we have uh, we got uh, we got about sixty seconds here. We'll wrap this up. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, I do want to thank you uh, for joining us tonight and uh, taking time out of your training schedule to be with us. Now, when you win that title, I want you to send me a message on Facebook with a picture of you holding the title, and then we'll get you scheduled in, in a few other in a few weeks before you have your next match uh, or your next title match, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep that winning streak alive because if you're on the show and you go for a title or you have the title, you either get the title or you keep the title. There's no, there's no in between there. You guys can be my good luck charm. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Eliza. You have been awesome. Thanks, Eliza. And, uh, we will definitely have you on again because I'm definitely loving this. And we have uh, some Twitter questions uh, that we didn't get to because uh, my Twitter feed just turned back on. But I will uh, we'll get you back on again, and we'll uh, have you answer some of those questions. All right. Sounds cool. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks, Have a Merry You're Christmas, awesome. Eliza. Merry Christmas to you, too. Happy holidays to everybody. Thanks, Eliza. Have a great All night. Right. Appreciate it. You, too, guys. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> Eliza Hayes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there was no Hayes Man interview. That was that was awesome. She was really cool. Uh, and, and you know yeah. who Eli- well, you know who Eliza Hayes, along with a lot of our a lot of our uh, interviews, are brought to you by. Sharpshooterfunding.com. Ah uh, yes, com or firstdownfunding.com. If you're in the states, go on and check them out for all of your funding needs. Also, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting and the good people of Fargo, North Dakota. So, um, yeah, we uh, we had to sit through another pay-per-view last night for the WWE. Uh, I had two Christmas parties, so I didn't get a chance to actually watch it. Uh, but I did look up the results of it. Uh, did either of you get a chance to check it out? I didn't. Uh, I, I, was busy. I was busy at the lodge last night, so... 
I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna watch it uh, tonight after I get off work at uh, my other my other place. Uh, our next guest will be calling in from a six oh nine number. Just so you're uh, just so you're aware of that. Um, okay. Let me, your... just, uh, let me just double check here. Yeah, no, nothing on yet. Nothing on yet. Was there, was there, well, was there anything in the pay-per-view that, uh, stuck out in your mind basically when you leaked the results that, uh, uh, seemed out of, out of, out of place or, uh, different that we weren't expecting? For what? You're, you're kind of breaking up a little bit. Was was what different? The pay-per-view, like some of the results, uh, um, just the way that we thought it would be. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that uh, that Extreme Rules is kind of a farce nowadays. Simply, you know, sim- uh, Extreme Rules and TLC and all that stuff, just because you know it, it, they don't they're not really allowed to do any of that stuff anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think that they 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 run that promo to get you to watch it and then you watch it and you're like, Well, there was no blood, there was no whatever. You know, I, I just I, I think that Andrade um has been hot and now they have this Humberto guy they're really pushing. Uh, I mean the, the New Day I'm sick of. I I know they're champions, but nah, sick of them. But I figured they'd win because they always do. I, I liked seeing Alistair Black's name on there. Um, obviously, uh, Baron Corbin, Granny's buddy there. Uh, <laughs> Not <Roman> my buddy. <laughs> um, Bray Wyatt was there. Rusev. I mean, they had some more of this storyline. I, I just, I, I don't know, the Rookie Warriors. I mean, it just, it wasn't as violent of a pay-per-view as I thought it would be. It's called Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, but there wasn't really as many... Tables, ladders, or chairs, as I would have liked to see. I, I, I if they're going to name a pay per view that, they've got to have at least a couple of matches featuring <clears throat> those kind of things. Right, and you know, I don't even know. I mean, tables, ladders, chairs. I mean, it's a better named pay per view than uh, you know, Great Balls of Fire. But still, I remember that one, and they, that that was only a one off. They only did Great Balls of Fire once. Um. Icon, I do have the uh, I do have the, the second guest on here. Um, it is supposed to be a six oh nine, correct? Uh, Southern correct. Jersey, yep. mid, mid Southern Jersey. Okay, uh, yep. I'm gonna put them through. I'm gonna jump over to football real quick and uh, go. From there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to step in the ring with us. She is with IFBB Physique Pro. Ladies and gentlemen, she's got muscles on the muscles. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Trisha Vizarian. <laughs> well, hey there. This is Trisha Vizarian, okay? And you're listening to the Attitude Era live with the host of the Icon, the Big Swing, and the Granny Hulkster. Awesome. Thank you, Trisha, for joining us. How are you tonight? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. And I do I do apologize for uh, mispronouncing your name there. Uh, I am I am suffering from a little bit of a cold, so I can't really get all my bowels out. <laughs> oh sure. Uh, there, 
But uh, what we're going to do here before before we interview you here, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll uh, then we'll interview and talk to you. Okay, so um, I'm an IFBB pro, like you said, um, a physique uh, pro with the uh, in the bodybuilding federation, and I started back in the early '90s, and I competed as a pro back then, and then I stopped for about 18 years. Um, had got married, had kids, three kids. And then back in 2012, I decided just to pick it back up again. And uh, after doing so, I slowly progressed and decided that I wanted to pursue it as a professional career again and earn my pro card, and here I am. And with that, with that all being said, uh, if uh, anybody that's listening wants to check out uh, Tricia um, on uh, on Facebook right now, uh, <clears throat> that, I mean, the muscle mass is just, uh, just to be unbelieved. Now, I'm going to ask you a few things, and we'll kind of go around the room, and then we'll circle back to me, and I'll ask you the tough questions. But uh, now, with uh, all your muscles, how long did it take you uh, uh, to build up all the different muscles that you have and uh, that's the first question. I'll ask you the second part after you answer the first part. Okay. So really, um, it's all about not focusing on one muscle at a time, but it's about really working the, the whole body and training the whole body so that it synchronizes. All the muscle groups are working together, and you're developing them in synchrony, and you're establishing a foundation. So once you establish a foundation – then you can really start targeting those muscle groups that may be weaker um, and then, you know, really trying to create an aesthetic that's pleasing to the eye because sometimes naturally athletes will have bigger legs or bigger upper bodies or they, they, they might have, like, in proportion that they need to, like, kind of iron out. So it's all about establishing the foundation at first, getting a baseline, and then from there working on your weaknesses. Now, with uh, you know, with that, uh, with that being said, my my next question, my next part about that is, uh, let's say that, uh, you know, I mean, you you would know this. How many different muscles are there in the human body? Or I should know the answer to that. I mean, I after all, I have a degree in exercise physiology, but for some reason, I don't know the answer. <laughs> that's a, that's a great question. Um, I look at the body in segments. I, I mean, I look at the back. I look at the chest. I look at the shoulders. I look at the arms, the biceps and the triceps, and the legs being the quads and the hamstrings and the glutes, so and the calves. So I really don't um, – it's really not of any value to me to look at how many muscles there are in the entire body. It's a, the more the value comes in understanding the muscle groups within a certain body segment. Does that make sense? Right. And – Let's say that someone wanted to go into bodybuilding, right? And uh, you obviously do have a six-pack. Uh, me and Big Swing, we have a, a, a keg. You have a six-pack. Uh, <laughs> let's say that uh, someone listening wanted to work out and get that six-pack. What kind of exercise uh, or exercises would you do to work out to get the muscles in the, the stomach area, the six-pack area? So interestingly enough, I mean – so I don't really do any ab exercises. So you'll see my six-pack, but I don't do any isolated ab exercises. 
So, so for me and for most people, it's really about doing some of those big compound lifts like squats and deadlifts and things of that nature that develop the core. And then from there, it's about diet. So abs are made in the kitchen. That's cool. And I'm going to ask you one more question. Yeah, I'm going to ask you one more question, and we'll kind of go around the room here. Uh, Now, our fans uh, that listen to this show all the time know that the icon is going to ask this question. And, uh, you know, I I don't take it the wrong way, but I got to ask (laughs) because it's in my nature. What kind of uh, exercise do you use uh, to build up the muscles in your breastuses? My breastuses? Yeah. (laughs) My breastuses? Um, so I really just do basic bench pressing. It's, it's, there's no really, there's no tricks. I mean, a lot of this stuff comes down to basic movements. And you wonder why um, Icon has restraining orders. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So even push-ups, for example, push-ups or bench presses, you know, very basic stuff. You know, it's going to work the entire, um, breastuses, as you say. Um, I mean, the, the actual female breast is made up of fat tissue, so you're really not going to do anything with that. I mean, the only thing you're going to work on through exercise is the muscle tissue. So it can make the breast tissue look like it's a little bit more firm because it's, it's lifted more because of the, the pec muscle is stronger and higher. And Icon, if anything, the more muscular, or at least based on what I've noticed anyway, and I could be wrong, but based on what I've noticed, Icon, the more muscular a woman gets, the smaller they look. I mean, the reason why China was, was still huge was, I mean, they were fake. So, I mean, it's it's really one of those things where you don't – you're working the muscle technically, but the muscle – put it this way, muscle weighs more than fat, but it also looks less than fat. So if you're going to build muscle up in that area, you're not going to look quite as, as big in that area uh, as, as you would, you know, normally. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of – I get it. Um, I get what she's saying, but, uh, you know, still kind of a weird flex, bro. Awesome. And for those of you who have not uh, seen Trisha, she uh, – and I, I don't – you know, uh, I don't know if you know who these individuals are I'm going to compare you to, but uh, she's kind of like a cross between Sable and Medusa. Uh, uh, Medusa in the muscle uh, area, uh, uh, area and uh, people in the facial area. So, uh, well, let's kind of go around the room here, then we'll come back to me. Uh, Granny, what do you got for our guest? We have uh, uh, Trishy here with us, and we have 20 minutes. Awesome. Well, what made you decide you wanted to go in to be a bodybuilder? I mean, so um, this dates back to, I mean, I was 13 years old, and I was always into fitness, and uh, I don't know how old you are, but <clears throat> I'm 51, and back in the day when I'm 57, I was, I'm 57, so. Okay, okay, so you probably recall Elaine Powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Elaine Powers was one of those ladies' gyms back in the day. So I would get off the school bus and, and run home and get my leg warmers on and my leotards on and, uh, you know, hurry up to get to the Lane Powers 330 aerobics class. I mean, that's my mindset at 13 years old. And so um, anyway, I, I maintained that uh, uh, affinity towards fitness all the way through high school and decided that I wanted to pursue it as a career and decided to go to college for uh, exercise and sports science. 
But it wasn't until after I got out of college um, following a bad breakup um, that uh, a friend of mine who was a trainer and coach, he said, hey, I'm going, I'm, I'm training this woman to be in this competition. Why don't you come and watch? And so I, I went to watch, and I was enamored, you know, by how these athletes looked on stage and, and what it took to get there. And I really needed something to focus on at the time. And so I figured that, you know what, let me give it a shot. And so that was my first entry into bodybuilding. And that's when I fell in love with it because I just loved wow. the dedication and, and the, the mindset that it took to really prepare oneself for stage. It wasn't just about the physical aspect, but you also had to prepare yourself mentally. And so to me, it was like it was a very um, uh, character-building experience. That's all, that's amazing. That's that's awesome. Uh, Trisha, so that was back in the early. We got, we got 19 minutes here with Trisha. Uh, let's go over to uh, Vic Swing. I know that uh, he's uh, he wants to jump in here. Uh, what do you got there, uh, Vic Swing for Trisha? Um, well, I mean, Granny kind of covered it. Uh, you know, kind of what got you into the you know, into the uh, bodybuilding game. Um, but, and you kind of told us, you know, who you looked up to and who you, you know, modeled after and everything, which were also two of my questions. But, um, I mean, I guess the the main thing is, uh, I, I mean, are you still doing, like, you still doing competitively or is it really more of just a hobby to stay in shape now? No, I'm still doing it competitively. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to qualify for the Olympia this year. I'm competing in the Arnold. Oh, nice. Ever, yeah. So have you ever heard of the Arnold Sports Festival? So anyway, uh, not. not. No. It's the second biggest stage to the Olympia. So I'm I'm preparing for that in March. So I'm thinking that this may be my last year but I really want to try to qualify to get on the Olympia stage. I'm going to be 52 in March, so um, I'm, I'm competing against girls who are 20 years old, 25 years old, 30 years old, So, and we're in an open class. So there's, it's not like I'm in a master's class. I'm competing against these girls raw on the stage. So it's tough. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's not just a, uh, something I choose to do to have fun. It's something that I'm competitively pursuing, um, that, you know, it really doesn't reap a lot of rewards in the end. I mean, financially, this is, you don't do this for the money. You really don't. It costs you more money to compete than you get paid. So you have to really love the sport, and you have to really and love what, what, what winning represents. What's your favorite um, lift or workout or, I guess, events when it comes to that, uh, to participate in? What do you like doing the most? So, you know, um, for the sport that I do, it's really not about powerlifting. It's not about max lifts. It's not about one rep maxes. It's really about establishing a physique that's very aesthetically pleasing to the eye and that's very balanced and muscular and conditioned at the same time. So for me, my favorite body parts to work are my weak body parts. So always do first what you dread the most, right? So my weak body parts are my back and my shoulders. Um, so I really, um, really find enjoyment in working those body parts, and I've, I've invested a lot of time in learning about what it takes to develop them so that they can not be a weakness anymore. 
do you do you find yourself um, on like a, a dietary plan because of it too? Like you have to ingest a certain amount of calories um, to be able to keep up with that kind of you know muscle workout or. Oh, absolutely. So it's a, yeah, it's a very scientifically a based. Yeah, it's a very scientifically based formula. Um, so really, what it comes down to is understanding your body composition. Everybody's different. Understanding what what percent body fat you have, what you know, what percent lean body mass you have, and then from that, um, calculating in based upon your activity levels, what type of macronutrients you need to sustain that but not only sustain that, but then to grow it. So, um, you know, there's something called BMR, which is basal metabolic rate, and that's basically the amount of calories that you need to sustain your body at rest. But that, as a, as a, as a physique competitor, I'm not interested in sustaining my body at rest. I want to be able to grow muscle. So I have to create a surplus. And so, therefore, I have to calculate, you know, how many, how many grams of carbohydrates do I need, protein and fats do I need um, and a caloric, overall caloric surplus in order to grow my body and grow my muscle mass. And then once I get to the point where I'm going to be approaching soon um, in January when I get ready to prep for the Arnold, then I have to create a deficit. I have to lose body fat. I have to shed the body fat and uncover all the muscle that's there underneath. Oh, okay. That's actually really interesting. Yes, it is. It's it's very scientifically based. It's not a haphazard type of thing. Uh, Trisha Vazarian is our guest here. We got 14 minutes here with Trisha. So now, let me ask you this: when you when you wake up in the morning, you don't crack open three raw eggs, put them in a glass, and drink it down, do you? You don't do that, right? It's kind of gross. Uh, no, I don't do that. But I mean, uh, because it is kind of gross. Uh, <laughs> but I do have about six eggs um, with, a, you know, like a half cup of oatmeal. I have mostly egg whites, you know, a little bit of banana. Everything's really clean. Everything's measured. Everything's weighed. Um, and then every meal is like two and a half to three hours apart, and everything is scheduled. It's all weighed out and measured in time. That, 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 that's pretty interesting. You know, I've never – you know, I, I never knew that you uh, – that uh, you know, bodybuilders had that kind of had an eating schedule too. Because I know that you uh, do you like have like okay your first meal like when you get up your breakfast and then you do some training and then you have your next meal training next. Well, take us through what uh, a typical day schedule would be. So typically for me, I mean everybody's different, but I, my body responds best to training in the morning. So, but I usually need about two meals in me before I train, before I feel like I can train um, very efficiently. So I'll have my first meal like around seven, and then my next meal around nine thirty, and then I'll hit the gym around ten, and then I'll come back around eleven thirty or so, and then I'll I'll have my post workout meal. So right before noon, I've had three meals already, and, and then, then um, the rest of the day then. Oh no no! I eat every three hours the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. And so if, you know, if I'm not home, I'm packing my meals with me and bringing them with me wherever I go. So I make sure I can. I'm consuming a certain amount of grams of protein, fats, and carbs every three hours, regardless of where I am and what I'm doing. It's a full time job. So do you uh, do you find yourself? Uh... 
you know, you know, you mentioned like your meals and whatnot. Do you uh, do you uh, drink a lot of protein shakes, or do you uh, eat protein, or is it a combination of both? So the best rule of thumb is to always eat whole foods. Okay, so um, always you know, uh, go for the whole foods over the, the, the protein shakes, for example. So I'll maybe have in my off season, like right now, I'll have like a, a protein shake or two as a meal replacement throughout the day. Um, but when I get into my prep, I'm eating whole foods. I'm eating protein that is coming from chicken, turkey, steak, fish, whatever. Um, I want to kind of eliminate as much of that kind of pseudo protein as much as possible and really focus more on the real foods on the whole foods. Now the, you know, you mentioned the competition now, is that, uh, is that like the, the name of the competition that to get, uh, Miss Olympia? Is that, is that the title? So, um, the Arnold, um, which is the competition, the Arnold is a competition that can help put me in a position to compete at the Miss Olympia. So, so there's the two big stages in the IFBB are the the Olympia stage, which there's there's a Miss Olympia in physique, and then there's the Arnold. Okay, so and then there's the you know the physique Arnold, the women who compete in physique in the Arnold, um, who then qualify to go on to the Olympia or earn points towards the Olympia. So basically, it's the end game is the Olympia, the Miss Olympia. That's it. So that's you can't get any higher than that. Um, so you either win one of these shows, like the Arnold or another pro show, or you place second, third, fourth, or fifth, what have you, and you earn a certain amount of points towards qualifying for the Olympia. But at the end of the day, I mean, I just want to get to the Olympia stage. I mean, I'm being realistic. I'm 50, going to be 52 in March, right? So if I can just get there, that would be great. And do you know how many that you'll be competing against or how many are entering the particular competition? For the Arnold? Yeah. Um, I do not, and I don't really focus on that at all. So as a competitor – the worst thing that you can do is think about who else is showing up. You really have to focus on the fact of what you can control. And the only thing that you can control is you. You can't control who's showing up. You can't control what they're going to look like, look like. You can't control if they're going to be better than you or not as good as you. The only person you can control is you. So I recommend don't waste your time on looking at who else is showing up. There is a list that comes out. And there's many competitors who will go down the list and look at who they're going to be up against. I don't do that because it really doesn't matter. There's only one or two things that's going to happen from that. One is you're going to feel insecure, or two is you're going to feel overconfident. And neither one of those is good. Uh, Trisha Bazarian is our guest here. We got uh, nine minutes here with Trisha. Uh, I'm going to do. A, I, I got to ask you a couple ego questions. I'm going to ask you some uh, hard-hitting questions. Um, now, the icon made you a collector's card. What what was your thought on that? A collector's card? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about the uh, picture with the um, with the logo on there? Yep, yep. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, it was amazing. And uh, 
you know, we got a big uh, end of the year December uh, giveaway show at the end of the year here. Uh, do you think you might be willing to send us some uh, autographs for some giveaways? Absolutely. All right, I for will sure. send that uh, to you on Messenger instead of uh, uh, on uh, text because I'm, I'm sure you're, you're thinking I'm a pest. And I, you don't have a restraining order against me, but uh, if you don't need it because you could probably take care of me yourself. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm just kind of curious. You know, you, the, the competition is called the Arnolds. Now, that's not named after who I think it is, is it, or is that just what they call it? Oh, no, he's there the whole weekend. So you met him, or you will meet him? I will meet him. I've seen him. I went to the Arnold last year as a, as a spectator. In fact, last year there were 200,000 people that went in and out of the Arnold uh, competition throughout the weekend. That's awesome. So when you when you meet the when you meet the big man, uh, and he says, uh, you know, he's talking to somebody. He says, "Dude, you really need to pump some iron." Of course, I, I can't. I can't. I used to be able to do Arnold Schwarzenegger pretty good. I can't anymore, but. Uh, Say, I'll be back. Know. I'll be back. I'll, I'll <laughs> so does that be mean back. You'll, you'll come after you, win the, after you win the competition, you'll be back on the show with us? That's right. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So when, when, is the, when is the Arnold? When is the Arnold? How, how far away is it? Uh, it's the first weekend in March. So it's actually my birthday weekend. So, and so you now, have to be you have to be invited to compete in the Arnold. You just can't you can't just show up. You have to be invited. Oh well, okay. Well, I was I was just going to head over there and compete, but uh, well, you just dashed my dream. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm, Tough I'm luck, kidding. Icon. <laughs> yeah, you so, you might have to go through a, through a few hurdles first. <laughs> So uh, we have uh, Trisha Vizzeri. we got about uh, five minutes here left with uh, Trisha. So, you know, I'm kind of curious, you know, with uh, your training, and I'm sure you hate this question, but I'm going to ask it because I can't stop myself. How much can you bench? It's so funny that so many people, it's probably, there's two questions that are the, that the most common questions. One is how much can you bench and how big do your arms measure? So, <laughs> all right. So my arms measure about 15 inches, I think, the last time I measured them. But as far as the bench press goes, when people ask you how much do you bench press, they're really asking you how much do you do for a one rep max. As a, as a, as a non-power lifter, I don't really focus on that. My focus is not on one rep maxes. So, you know, I'm, when I bench press, I bench press for like 8 to 10 reps. And I'm bench pressing about 135, 145. Um, so one could probably try to extrapolate and say, okay, well, what would, th- what would that equate to if it was a one rep max? But I really haven't done that because I really, as a as a physique competitor and somebody who's focused on aesthetics, um, I'm I'm really not looking to to max out my weight. I'm looking to, you know, max out the um, the muscle contraction over a period of reps. And then you know when you uh, when you go to the gym, uh, how uh, how often are you in the gym when you're working out? Well, I personally like to go about six times a week, and I'm in and out. I like to bang out within an hour and fifteen minutes, and I'm done. So I like to be fast, furious, and very focused. Now, now don't take this question the wrong way, because I'm just kind of curious, because I know I would kind of be like this. 
Uh, we have Trisha Vizzeri. We got uh, we got about four four minutes here left with Trisha. Now, like when you're working out and you're benching, like someone walks by and they're like, "Oh my God, did that ever happen?" I'm just curious. Well, I I've heard that after the fact. Um, you know, there have been some men where. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I borrow those dumbbells and I go ahead and do the same exercise as them? <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, all of a sudden they're increasing their weight by 20 pounds per dumbbell, right? Because uh, because they just can't, their ego, ego can't handle it. So I think that, you know, um, men are very focused on the weight and, and women are different. Women, we don't really care. In fact, if a man is, if a man is lifting a certain amount of weight, I really don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, to me, it just, it is what it is, you know? So, um, but I do get comments from time to time that people are like, wow, you're pretty strong. You know, it's back to that question, like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you'd ever do it, but here, here's something that you can do. When someone says, how many should you bench? You can say, well, how many should you weigh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we got we got about uh, three minutes here with uh, 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 Tricia, and I'll tell you what, you've been most awesome, and uh, uh, you've you definitely made my century by being on the show because uh, of your look and all this stuff, and just – you're just amazing, and you're just a you're you're a great person, and you're great people, and I do want to have you on again. But if our fans wanted to check you out, find you, and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? Yeah, so um, I do have an athlete page on Facebook. It's uh, Trisha Physique, and then um, I do have a um, Instagram uh, professional page. It's called. Uh, Trisha Physique underscore IFBB Pro, and then I do have a YouTube channel as well that I'm I'm just developing now where I've started to to interview um, athletes um, uh, in my mindset of a champion series, not just athletes but coaches and promoters, really trying to understand what goes into the mindset of somebody who's very successful at what they do in our sport. So whether it be the the coach the promoter, or the actual athlete. And so um, that's also Trisha Physique um, on YouTube. So that's how people can reach me. I'm also a personal trainer. I'm a coach. I have a degree in exercise and sports science. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition consultant. So I do all that. So if uh, someone wanted to have you train them, is it an hourly rate, a monthly rate? What would you charge to train somebody? Well, you know, I work within somebody's financial constraints. So, you know, for the person who really um, is is very flexible financially, um, we look at doing like, you know, three to four times a week training, one-hour sessions. And I also do a nutritional meal plan with them and measure their body composition ongoing every four to six weeks. But then there's other people who, for example, can't necessarily afford that. So then um, for that person, I might develop a program. I might walk them through it the first week for four different sessions and then have it, have them carry that out on their own for four, four to five weeks. And then we meet again and I create a new program. So it's costing them a lot less money. But, you know, they're also, um, you know, uh, charged with, with executing the program on their own for a handful of weeks. That is awesome. Well, we uh... – 
we've uh, just about got to wrap this up. We've got about uh, 30 seconds left. And like I say, Tricia, I want to thank you for joining You're us. Welcome. And uh, uh, after the uh, either after the competition, before the competition, because uh, we know that you're going to win that because everybody that's been on our show that's yeah. went after uh, some type of contest has always won it. So uh, uh, that's you're, you're going to be next up. So we'd like to have you on either after you win the competition or before you go to the competition, and uh, maybe you can hook us up with Arnie. That sounds great. Would love to. Awesome, Trisha. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great night. Awesome. Thank Bye. you. Trisha Rosarian, ladies and gentlemen. Man, she is uh, what they would say she is built. And uh, she doesn't need a restraining order. Yeah, I was looking at photos. Well, I was looking at photos yeah. of her while you were talking. And, and yeah, wow. Uh, our next guest will be calling in from the 352 number just to give you a heads well, up. Well, I have a 111, 111, 111. I have like a Skype like number. So. I'll put them through. I, I, I'm not sure if it's a prank or not, or if it's just calling from the internet. But, um, Carla, what's up? Yes, no, maybe. Hello. 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 Is this Lynn? This is this is Lynn. You got me. All right, I All can right, do well, let me go ahead. No, I'll put it through. All right, let me go ahead and introduce you. Then uh, we'll let you do the line, and then we'll uh, go with the interview, ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. About to enter the ring with us tonight. She is a member of the most famous wrestling family in history. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you, and I'm sorry if I butcher the last name, Lynn Anoya. Hey, this is Lynn Anoa'i. How are you? And you guys are watching... The Attitude Era Live with your host, the icon, Big Swing and Grammy Holster. How you guys doing? Awesome. So Good. we have Lynn here. We got uh, we got 43 minutes here with Lynn because we have a lot of questions. And, uh, you know, we always save the uh, guests with the most questions to last. So uh, we're going to start out here. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll uh, ask you some questions. Absolutely. So my name is Lynn Anawaki, as you know, and I am uh, Italian from Staten Island, New York, <laughs> and a member of the world-famous Anawaki family. And uh, being part of that family, uh, how, uh, who are you uh, closest uh, related to in the family, if that question well, makes you sense? Well, absolutely, yes. So I am Alpha's wife, Lynn, Alpha of the Wild Samoans. Okay. And, and, uh, and that means your cousin would be? Well, uh, I'll, you want their family tree? I'll give you a little breakdown of the family. So I guess you sure. would say I, I am the sister-in-law of Sika. And I am the auntie of all of the younger generation, which is uh, Rikishi, um, the Usos, Tamina. I can go on for days. The Rock, <laughs> uh, the the whole entire family. So you are the Rock and Roman Reigns' famous aunt, favorite aunt. Is that, that correct? Is, that is correct. Yes. And uh, you know just. 
putting it out there. How often do you get to uh, see these guys, if at all? Well, you know, I'll tell you. In the past, it was it was very often, but with everyone's schedules being so busy and the family scattered all over, it's we don't see each other as often as we would like to or we should. That's awesome. Uh, we have uh, Lynn here. Uh, we have uh, we got 40, 41 minutes here, and we're going to take all the time. We're going to. I hope you can. I hope you can stand us for that long. We're going to ask you all these questions. <laughs> I got. I got questions coming in from Twitter. I got questions being texted me. I got questions being messaged from me. So we're going to get through all these and uh, go through it. If I don't like someone that asked me a question, I'm not going to ask it because I like you. I don't like them. Okay. So, oh, good. I'll do the best I can. Okay. So, uh, being part of this famous family uh, and uh, with who your father was uh, from the Wild Samoans, uh, you're, that automatically meant you really had no other choice but to become a member of the wrestling business, correct? Okay. So, I think you're referring to my daughter on that point. Um, my daughter is Volley. And and she oh. is the daughter of Alpha the Wild Simone. <laughs> okay, I, I'm sorry, I missed who your father was. I'm sorry. No, um, the question was in regards to the um, the daughter of the Wild Samoan. Right, 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 right. That is my daughter, Volley. Oh, oh, okay. All right, sorry, I, I didn't mean to confuse that. Sorry okay. about that. So now with this. Uh, the famous family. I'm just kind of curious. Uh, you know, you mentioned you know you used to see everybody a, a lot back in the day, and it's been less. What uh, what would a typical gathering be? It's like uh, you know, like you're sitting at the table, or you're like looking across the across. You see Rikishi, and you see The Rock over here, and you you know you see Roman Reigns over here. Or was it not like that? Does it Rikishi was very much like everything? that. <laughs> it was very much like that. Um, there was a time where we, um, most of us were in Pensacola together. So um, a typical uh, Sunday would be, you know, the whole family that were in Pensacola at the time. So it would be Rikishi. Uh, it would be Little Roman Reigns at the time. Um, it would be the Usos. Uh, we would all get together and we would have dinner together. Um, so many wonderful memories, so many great stories. You know, the kids are very close in age, so they play sports together. So we were always at sporting events together. So lots, lots of fun, barbecues, parties, reunions. Very, very close-knit family. That is awesome. Uh, we're going to kind of go around the room, then we're going to come back to me. I'm going to ask you the uh, – I'm going to save the difficult questions until uh, after we go around mm-hmm. the room. But, uh, Granny, what do you got for our guest here? We have uh, 38 minutes. Go ahead. Wow. Well, this interview is just absolutely amazing because I am such a big fan of wrestling. I mean, I've watched the Usos. I've watched The Rock. I've watched Roman Reigns. I've watched Rikishi over the years. I mean, Tamina, I just, I love to watch wrestling. And I'm just, like, absolutely amazed at this interview. I just, uh, she sounds absolutely amazing. And I'm just trying to think of a really good question to ask this amazing woman. Because, I mean, oh, like well, I said, I'm, so I'm just, 
I am just a huge, huge fan. I've always, I, I, I've only been to like one WWE show in my whole entire life, you know, in Oklahoma a few years ago. But I would love if I ever got the chance. I mean, I would love to meet Roman Reigns. I mean, he's he's probably one of my favorites. I mean, he, I, I, and The Rock. I mean, I would love to meet, you know, those two. I mean, any of them. You know, I mean, I just it's such an amazing family to be able to watch these these people entertain and you know do so much in the wrestling business i mean it's just it's phenomenal i'm i'm just amazed by it Thank you. That's a beautiful thing to say. And I will tell you, you know, the family is very large, probably one of the biggest wrestling families in the history of professional wrestling. And the one thing that I'm very proud to share is that whether you're talking about, you know, the boys like um, Oscar Jr., who was Manu, L.A. Smooth, um, the great Samu, Yokozuna, um, I'm just so many of them and any of them that the fans have met throughout the years they have always told us that you know these guys are very accessible very down to earth very very willing to meet their fans and and that's something that i'm really proud of so um i know you know the rock roman reigns they're they're the big guys right now they're on top of the world and they're very busy but i'll tell you you ever come into Minneola, florida and you come to wxw wrestling you know alpha is right there meeting his fans shaking hands it's it's a beautiful thing uh people come into our events and they don't realize that it's run by alpha and you know, they'll come in and they'll say, wait, is that the wild Samoan over there? <laughs> you know, and he'll he'll come over and, you know, take pictures and talk to you. And so if you ever get this way, you'll definitely have to come look us up. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because I'm not a wrestler, you know, with the name of Granny Hulkster. I, that's just a gimmick name that I've had probably for 22 years because I had a coworker actually give me this nickname. And I've, I've got a, a T-shirt says what you're going to do when granny hulkster goes crazy on you because i don't like the heels i don't like the bad guys and i can talk some pretty good smack to the bad guys when i have to and i you know i've been to a lot of independent shows i've met a lot of famous wrestlers over the years that you know many of these guys you know that the rock you know has faced you know i'm sure in his career when he was wrestling but um i just like i said i'm just a big huge fan of the sport and i tell you that is just I I would love I'll have to put that on my bucket list <laughs> try to do that <laughs> for sure for sure definitely you know and uh, before uh, before we uh, go to the big swing you know we have uh, we have about thirty five minutes left uh, with you uh, I just wanted to give you a quick little story you know you mentioned how nice the guys are I actually uh, saw Roman Reigns uh, he was here live in my hometown at the Fargo Dome. And he came over and gave me a hug, and I'll tell you why. Because I was wearing his number 69 Minnesota Vikings jersey. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. And it was it was custom-made, but he, he did play for the Vikings. Uh, there's yes, only three guys. There's only three guys in the history of Minnesota Vikings wearing number 69. It was Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and Jared Allen. So, you know, there you go. That's awesome. So, uh, I'm, I'm so happy uh, to hear that story. Uh, Big Swing, what do you got for our guest here? We have Lynn. 
Um, let me make sure I'm, the mic is on here. Okay. Um, well, I mean, there's just so many things because obviously, I mean, I grew up, you know, um, late 90s. You know, I was watching The Rock from the beginning uh, all the way through. And then obviously Rikishi when he, you know, uh, I know I, I was too young for the head shrinkers, but I was watching him when he was, you know, uh, doing the whole um, uh, sumo thing and, and, you know, that, that gimmick with the thing he would wear and dancing and all that stuff. And they they were just guys that I, you know, I idolized as a kid, um, you know, and, and I remember, you know, with, with uh, Rikishi when Stone Cold at, at No Mercy, I believe it was in 01, when uh, that happened in Albany, when he supposedly ran him over and all that. So I just, uh, you know, a lot of memories come back from a lot of the guys. I don't know as much about the Usos. I don't watch wrestling now as much as I used to. Uh, but do you think that, um, would you say, and I'm trying to figure out, because you guys covered a lot of this. You guys have asked a lot of my questions. But um, would you say overall that uh, football, and football seems to be a trend with a lot of these guys. Is football like a big sport in the Samoan community uh, growing up? Like like guys, they play. I mean, The Rock played it. Um, obviously, I think Rikishi was in high school. Some of these guys played it. I, you know, it was was that a, Roman Reigns obviously went all the way to the NFL with it. Uh, is that is that a big thing? And were they always kind of athletic as as children or? Great question. Absolutely. And yes, in, in the island of Samoa, um, you know, they played rugby, which of course is football, and um, they, they're all very athletic. I mean, it is amazing. Um, mm. A lot of the boys, um, Alpha Jr., you know, he played for the University of Connecticut for UConn. Mm-hmm. And um, one of one of my um, fond memories I would like to share with you in regards to football and wrestling is we had went to a game and it was in um, Georgia and it was for Georgia Tech and versus UConn, so it, it was cousins versus cousins and it was the news was there the media was really promoting it because there were two Anawais in the game, and um, the thing that I loved well you know Georgia beat us in in which was good it was their their home but. But at the very end of the game, when the field was clear, you had Asa Jr. with his UConn uh, jersey with the Anawai on the back and Joe Roman Reigns on the other side with his um, Georgia Tech Anawai on the back. And they, you know, they stood there. They had this really quick conversation, and the media went crazy. They thought it was amazing. So those two, you know, they did really well. They both played college ball. Um, you are right about Rikishi played ball. Um, growing up in Pensacola, uh, Roman Reigns and the Usos, uh, the twins, they all played sports together. So they, they played football from the time they were little kids. And so, yeah, it's it's a big sport for the Samoans. Um, they, they love it. They love that physical contact, <laughs> you know. And in addition to football, they all played basketball because, again, they like that contact. And I, I could throw Tamina into that one. She played in college. She played ball. Mm. Well, she was so always very, very really athletic. big. I mean, yeah. she looked, yeah, she looked really big even on the TV screen. Um, but the the thing is, too, is, um, I mean, does a lot of people, maybe the casual run-of-the-mill uh, fan who might not know um, the exact family dynamic and, and who's related to who, um, a, a lot of people, do, do you get questions all the time about Dwayne and his 
his, you know, accomplishments as a, as a movie star as well? And do do people sort of associate you more so with him than the rest of the family just because of his stardom? Yes, of course, and especially the newer generation, um, you know, because the family goes back to, obviously, um, The Rock's grandfather, High Chief Peter Maivia, he started the wrestling for the family, you know, and then, of course, from there, uh, Alpha Sika came in, and then they started to train their kids, uh, sons and nephews, and then later on, nieces. So, you know, the family train is just so long, but um, obviously, The Rock is one of the most famous ones of all because he crossed over from wrestling into Hollywood. So, yeah, a lot of people will ask us about him and his accomplishments. Um, one of the things I'm very proud of at the Wild Simone Training Center in Mineola, Florida, we have what we call the Rock Wall. And um, most of the movies that he has been in, we have gorgeous posters that were autographed to his uncle Afa and um, they're just amazing and people come in fans come in you know to uh, reporters come in to meet with us for stories and everyone takes a picture on the rock wall it's really cool and I guess I, the the last thing I guess about the rock um, being you know be, being who he is or what he's done and, and, and maybe now being in the family one thing I've always noticed um, as a kid when I was growing up watching The Rock, I mean, he was arguably, some people would say, one of the biggest stars of all time in uh, in WWE when it came from his, you know, fans started really catching on to him late 98 all the way through 01, 02, you know, the whole thing. He became just, like, ridiculously huge. And then all of a sudden, he was gone. And he left and, and, and went to go do movies and everything. Um, I always wondered as a kid why he would, you know, take that stardom and, and be as big as he wanted to be and, and was making money. I mean, Vince McMahon was paying him pretty well. Uh, why he would just basically drop ship and, and, and go to do movies. And uh, I was just wondering if, if, if he sort of told you anything about why he decided to leave right in the heart of, of one of the biggest WWE uh, runs ever. Um, well, I personally never discussed it with him, but, you know, um, like any any career, like, you know, anything that you do in life, I, I this is my view on it and my personal view as I look at it like this point. When you're in a business like professional wrestling, you know, you can only go so far, you can only be on top for so long, and, mm-hmm. you know, eventually you're going to start going down that mountain again. Um some of it is due to injuries. Some of it is just due to your age, you know, wear and tear on your body. Well, yeah. And, and I think well, he was still relatively young when he left, though. Yeah. He was. He was. But I think an opportunity came along for him to tap into another whole area and, and you know, from one, one business of professional wrestling to the business of Hollywood. And I think it was just you know, the time, the place, and I think it was a chance for him to create this amazing legacy. And wrestling is his love. I will tell you that. It's the number one love in his life. He truly, truly loves it. But, you know, it's like if you're working in, in any career and you get an opportunity for something and it takes off, you know, it's just you have to explore. You have to do, you know, try it. And he just happens to be one of those guys that is good on both. He's good in, in both businesses. And so with that said, you know, he was just blessed enough to cross over from wrestling to Hollywood. But wherever he is, you know, he's loved by all. 
True. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I love. I personally love his movies, and uh, you know, I, I, lo- I love him growing up as a kid. So, you know, he's got this new one coming out, the new Jumanji movies coming out as well. So, and I yeah. saw it. Yes, it's a I'm great excited movie. Excited about that one too. Yes. Mhm. I I saw it this weekend. It is an awesome movie, and I'll tell you what, it kind of gives uh, homage to The Rock's comedy side because he's not really using his voice; he's using uh, uh, kind of like a, a funny voice because the uh, the guy that uh, goes into him as in the game is actually uh, Danny DeVito, which is mm-hmm. which is awesome. I love so Danny actually, DeVito absolutely. <laughs> So, so he tries to mock Andy DeVito's way. It's, it's. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. But you got to go see it. It's, it's just awesome. Uh, so, uh, Lynn, we have, uh, we have about uh, 25 minutes here left with you. Now, uh, I'm going to kind of uh, ask a few other things here with you, and then uh, we'll kind of, uh, we'll kind of come back to uh, uh, your family, uh, your family tree. Uh, one other quick story I want to tell you. I don't know if you ever saw the footage or not, but I was uh, uh, I was uh, there for it. Uh, there was a match between the Nasty Boys and the Head Shrinkers, and uh, uh, one of the Nasty Boys hit uh, I think it was Appa in the head with the chair, and the chair broke. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, they truly do have hard heads. Yeah. So when they say, "Hey, I think you're a little hard-headed," they ain't kidding. <laughs> They're not lying. Now, exactly. A, <laughs> now you have uh, you have a couple uh, sidelines I want to ask you about. Um, mm-hmm. uh, first off, is uh, you're the vice president of WXW Wrestling. Now, is that? Uh, uh, is that a training facility or is that uh, a regional territory? Sure. Oh, I, I love talking about that. So we we established the Wild Samoan Pro Wrestling Training Center. It's been in business now well over 35 years. And so uh, with the wrestling school, you know, we teach two phases of training. And um, to be a professional wrestler, it's you have to be able to perform. You know, you can only learn so much in what we call the classroom. And the wrestling ring is your classroom. So when, through the Wild Samoan Training Center, you know, we train students, teach them everything that they need to know about the sport. But then they need to get out there and they need to perform. So that's how we created WXW Wrestling. And so that became the phase two training of the Wild Samoan Training Center. So the guys would perform at the training center for approximately six months or so until they got to that point where we felt they were ready to be in front of the crowd. So they moved on to WXW. WXW is what we feel the minor league of professional wrestling. I mean, we have everything that WWE has, everything that, you know, all the big promotions have except for the gas for the tank. You know what I mean? Like we basically fund it ourselves because we believe so much in it. We believe in these guys. And through WXW Wrestling, we've created stars that have gone on to WWE stardom, and several of them are in the Hall of Fame and on their way into the Hall of Fame. So so I am very passionate about WXW Wrestling. Um, It's no secret that Dave Bautista is going into the Hall of Fame. And he is a student of the Wildsmore Training Center and had his first match in WXW Wrestling. Uh, We also 
were uh, blessed to train Mickey Rock for the movie The Wrestler, and the very first match was with WXW Wrestling. And uh, how often do you guys run shows? We run shows approximately every two to three weeks, and we run uh, mainly out of Mineola, Florida, which is our home base. We run Orlando. We will go down to Miami and Sarasota and different places. We ran up in uh, New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Vermont, Connecticut for years and years and years. And funny story was in 2008, we decided we were leaving Pennsylvania. We were leaving the cold. We were done. We were going to retire the sport of professional wrestling and do something different. And so Afa turned everything over to his oldest son, Samu, the great Samu, you know, the head shrinker. And he gave him like nine wrestling rings and, you know, the whole production. And he came down to Florida. And that was in um, August of 2008. He said, I'm done. I'm hanging it up. Well, September 2008, he opened up the Wildsmoan Training Center, and he's been running shows ever since. <laughs> so it, it never comes out of your system. So, yeah, down here in Florida, we are very active with it. We're very active with our community. Uh, we, Through WXW Wrestling, we have been able to bring so many young kids in off the street, give them something to, you know, live for, to um, get their grades up and and, and we just we love it. It's it's just such a, an amazing federation. It's it's the minor league, and someday we're hoping that it makes enough noise that you know everyone knows where we are. Uh, and uh, um, now uh, uh, I. I, you know, I'm Norwegian, so I have trouble pronouncing your last name. Could you give me the pro pronunciation of your last name again? Yes, it's Anawai. Anawai. Okay, we mm-hmm. have uh, we have Lynn Anawai uh, with us now. Uh, now you have another uh, thing that I want to ask you about, and I'm going to kind of share my story with you. Uh, I, I don't want to bore our fans with it because they've heard it before, but uh, you have a saying: "I lost a game." Can you tell us a little bit about that? And I'm going to tell you my story. I would love to. So I Lost to Gain is actually who I am, my life. So um, the big story short was, you know, I was always very thin, very athletic, very healthy. And then all of a sudden I woke up one day and I was 198 pounds and I was sick and I was deteriorating. You know, I was a young old woman. And so I went to the doctor. I could barely walk. I had everything you can imagine wrong with me. I I broke my foot. I had a stress fracture that I had to wear a boot. And for wearing that boot, it cracked the other foot from the weight of me shifting back and forth. My hips were going, my back, I mean, you name it, I had it wrong with me. So the doctor said, you need to lose weight or you're not going to be here much longer. And so that kind of freaked me out a little bit. And, you know, I blamed everything and everyone. I don't eat a lot. I have a thyroid condition. I tried everything. So finally the doctor said, I want you to sit down for three days, and I want you to write down everything you eat, everything you put in your mouth. So I didn't have to do that because one afternoon I realized I was eating three to 5,000 calories a day. That's why I weighed 198 pounds. So I took control of myself, and actually my daughter and I did it together. And so both of us lost 
almost the exact same amount of weight, which was over 80 pounds. We did it the natural way with no chemicals, no drugs, no weight loss surgery, and we just um, reevaluated what we were eating. We started to exercise, and within, I would say, one year's time, we started this in 2014, we lost the weight, and I'm so proud to say I'm going on to almost 60 years of of my weight loss, and I am in the best shape of my life. I am healthy. I am strong. I, I go to the gym. As a matter of fact, before the interview tonight, I was at the gym. Um, I was driving the icon crazy because I kept reconfirming the time because I had to calculate, you know, what time I was going to get to the gym and get home and shower before I called you guys. <laughs> so um, the gym is a big part of my life. I walk. I, I My diet is on point, and so I – lost to gain. So now that I lost the weight, I gained my life and my health. And now I do seminars and workshops and clinics and I put out videos and as much information as I can. I feel like I took the test. I passed the test. Now I want to give out the answers to everyone. And so um, I am so grateful that you brought up and asked me about it because that is my passion. And, and I want to help people. It doesn't matter what your age is and what your health condition is. You still should and deserve to have your best quality of life. And, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, real quick, I'm going to mention this, and I'm going to tell my story. We have, uh, uh, we have uh, well, we have about 16 minutes here left with you. Uh, you know, you mentioned that, you know, Pensacola, Florida, a great friend of mine, his family actually, Helped uh, establish and uh, I believe uh, they have founded Pensacola, Florida. The the Babbitts uh, uh, started down uh, out down there. Yes. And uh, I'm going to give you my quick story. Like I say, our fans have heard. I don't want to. I don't want to bore them with it. But I just want to tell you. But uh, three three years ago, I had two heart attacks, and I weighed 400 pounds, and uh, uh, they they told me the same thing that they told you. They said there's something wrong. I need to fix this. So over the course of that year, um, I I had surgery, and um, they took care of me, and I'm down to 180 pounds now. So I, I I didn't quite do the same thing that you did, but I lost weight like you did, and I I kind of feel that our our story is kind of parallel. Absolutely. And I'm first of all, I'm so grateful that you are here with us and that you got your help in check because it is scary and, and it is a blessing. And, you know, I always say it doesn't matter how successful you are, how rich you are, how famous you are, what you do in your life. The most valuable gift that you will ever have is your health. And and I'm so grateful that, you know, people like you and I have these stories to share because I come across so many people that just don't know how to take care of themselves, you know, and it's so easy to tell somebody, just get off the couch and go walk. But when you live with chronic pain, you don't realize it until you start to get well. I was living in chronic pain and didn't know it. I didn't know why I was depressed and why I was in bed at 8 o'clock and why I was crying myself to sleep because I was in pain. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's so 
today, like I would go to bed at eight o'clock. Now I go to the gym at eight (laughs) o'clock. You know, it's amazing. So I I commend you. And and I'm telling your fans right now, never complain about you telling your story because I didn't know your story and I am so proud of you. And I think you need to tell your story over and over and over because somebody out there needs to hear it so you can save their life too. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's, um, uh, it, you know, it's, it, it's an emotional thing for me to talk about, uh, you know, and uh, I don't want to get emotional here on the air with you guys, but, uh, you know, uh, I had, uh, you know, just started, uh, with the show, uh, before I had surgery and, uh, you know, I was reluctant on doing it because I didn't think that I would come out of it. And uh, a week later, I did have a, a relapse uh, after my surgery. My hemoglobin fell to four. Everybody knows it falls under four. You're you're not living, obviously. And, uh, you know, at that time, I regretted doing it, but now I'm glad I did it. Uh, the only complaint I have is I have no clothes that fit. That's my only complaint. <laughs> Well, that's a good complaint to have, I will tell you, and um, and it is amazing. And and you know, whatever you have to do to to be healthy, whether it is having the surgery or you know doing it the hard way or the harder way, but you know, every way that you do it is a hard way because it's like I tell people, I don't diet. People ask me, you know, well, what kind of diet are you on? I never diet because diets don't work, and I've tried them all. I lifestyle. This is my lifestyle. And, you know, when when I was doing, I counted calories, and that's how I lost my weight, physical exercise and counting calories. And when I I did this, it was like breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, you're done, (laughs) you know, and lots and lots of water. And I was never a water drinker before I started to change my life. I was a soda drinker, and that I would never again in my life touch soda. But, um, yeah, when you start to feel good about yourself and your health is there, it just gives you back your life, and it is incredible. So, again, I am so proud of you. And and I I tell my story when I do seminars. I break down and cry all the time. I have videos on my Instagram and Facebook where you'll just see me just, like, sobbing in the middle of my speech because I am so grateful to be healthy. And, and, you know, I always tell everyone just, do something, get moving. I walk in 40-degree weather. I walk in the rain. I walk in the heat. It doesn't matter. Tuesday and Thursday, you will find me walking. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, I'm going to ask you uh, a few other uh, a few other things here. Uh, um, uh, ask you a couple ego questions, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll circle back. Uh, now, the icon made you a, a collector's card. What did you think of that? I loved it. I was so flattered when he sent it over and said, here's a gift for you. And I I was so grateful that he took the time to do it that I used that and I added you guys' logo to it and I put it up on my social media and I sent it out to some people in their messages as an invite to make sure that they better be listening to me tonight. <laughs> but I thought, that I, was, I thought that was so sweet that he took the time to do that. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, we also have a, uh, you know, we're having a big uh, uh, December end of the year giveaway show. Uh, do you think you might be willing to send us some uh, autographs or some goodies for giveaways? If I absolutely. Send you an I'd be happy to. Sure, absolutely. 
And uh, I, I don't know if you can do it or not. I'll understand if you can. But uh, you, would you be able to hook us up with some of your other family members? Um, what I could do is I can definitely let them know that I was on the show and, and what a great, fun time I had with you guys. And I definitely will encourage them to want to speak to you. You know, some guys, of course, on, on the contract, they, they everything has to be approved. But I'm sure there's some of the family members that would be willing to, and, and I'll put my neck out there and say some of them would definitely be willing to talk to you guys. Absolutely. The one thing that I will always say is if it's not – for people like you guys that bring us into the world of people's houses and, and their media, you know, you're, you're forgotten. And so we love our fans. We appreciate them. We, every one of us in our family will always say that the wrestling fans are the number one fans in the world. Um, Alpha and Sika love to do conventions and autograph signings to meet their fans. They have never been disrespected by their fans. They absolutely love it. So I'm sure we can get some of the guys to um, commit to do something. Yeah, we would definitely appreciate that. That would be cool. You know, and uh, the other interesting thing is um, uh, we have uh, a guest that's been a regular on here the last couple weeks. Uh, His name is Otto Von Klutsch. And he was actually trained by Rikishi. And uh, he he was a graduate, I guess, of Rikishi's wrestling school. And uh, one of the things, uh, one of the prerequisites of being a member of that school is you must take a stink face uh, from Rikishi. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I didn't go to that school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love my nephew, uh, but, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you're... you're 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 lucky. You're related, so you probably never have to take one. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, uh, but I will if, tell you one story that I think you guys will definitely love. Sure. Yokozuna, God bless his soul. He took me in the ring one time in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and he and I was just this little hundred and ten pounds, and he was eight hundred and fifty. And he says, "Auntie, I want you to lay down, and I'm going to go up and I'm going to drop the elbow on you." And I said, "No, you're not." He goes, "Okay, I won't. I'll drop my ass on you." I said, "No, no, no, you won't." He goes, "Yeah, I will." Well, he went up on the top rope, and he said, "Do you feel nervous? Just close your eyes, but don't move." Well. I opened my eyes, and all I can see is him coming down on me. I closed my eyes. I said a prayer, and when he came down, I didn't feel a thing, and I was so grateful, just the wind, you know, (laughs) but I was so grateful. But that is just like you talk about being traumatized for life. There you go. Yeah, yeah, the the taking the bonsai drop, uh, you know, if I had a choice, I guess I'd rather take the bonsai drop that's a stink face, but uh, that, that's just me. Uh, yeah. So uh, we have uh, we have about uh, six minutes here left with you before we wrap this up, and uh, I, I'm I'm going to say this real quick. Uh, also, our next our other guest next week is Miss Physique, so tune in for that. Uh, she's married to Mister Physique, and we're talk we'll talk to her about that. Uh, but you know, you mentioned your wrestling school, if. Uh, if someone wanted to uh, get trained at your your wrestling school, what would you? What is the the going rate? Do you charge them uh, per week, per month, per year? 
Sure. So we have all that information on the website. It's wildsamoan.com, W-I-L-D-S-A-M-O-A-N.com. And so we have um, our fee for the total tuition for the program is $5,000. That's from beginning to end. We have a payment plan that we will work out with the students. They have to be between the ages of 18 and 30 years old. Um, All students have to have a physical to come into a program. And we have students that relocate from all over the world to come to us. uh, I don't know if you can, uh, if you'd be willing to uh, uh, mention this, but who would you say uh, would would be one of your more most famous students that you had come through the door? Oh my gosh, there were so many of them. Well, you know, obviously we trained majority of the family members. Um, We trained uh, Dave Batista, who's going into the Hall of Fame. Um, Gene Snitsky, uh, uh, Michael Hayes, oh my gosh, the list goes on and on. Gangrel, Luna Vachon, there's just so many of them. Um, all of that information is on the website also. It just goes on forever and ever and ever. Billy Kidman came through our program. There's so many of them. You know what's you know interesting? You mentioned Dave Batista. Have you noticed a lot of the guys that come through your program end up in Hollywood? They do. How about that? It's not only do they get to to learn the wrestling, but they go all the way. I'm I'm so proud of these guys. Absolutely. Now, if uh, the icon were ever come down there, uh, you, uh, and see one of your shows, do you think maybe you can get the icon a backstage pass, and uh, or maybe let them do like some uh, guest ring announcing? Because I, I I did a little audition as you came on. I think I have a little pull in that area, <laughs> for sure. And I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll do more than that. I'll even carry your bags, uh, massages, shine your shoes, get your breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever you need. I'll, I'm there for you. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I'll have you stand in front of my I Lust to Gain banner, and I'll get your picture. <laughs> awesome. Now, uh, uh, real quick here, uh, we got about uh, we got about uh, two minutes before we got to wrap this up before they're because they're going to kick us off for Monday Night Football. But uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and see you, uh, you got an Instagram, you got a Facebook, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. How can they find you? Uh, I thank you so much for that. Yep. So my name again is Lynn Anawai. It's L Y N N. A-N-O-A-I, and I'm on Facebook under that name, and I also have on Facebook a page called I Lost to Gain, and then you can also find me on Instagram with both names, I Lost to Gain, and, of course, Lynn on Hawaii, and on Twitter, the same name. That's awesome. Uh, Before we go, guys, do you guys have anything else for our guests? No, it's just an amazing interview. I remember several years ago, I got to meet Dave Batista in Arkansas, where I live. I worked for a big retail company, and we always have big shareholder meetings every year, and he was actually there. And my son, who's 32 years old, he has bipolar disorder, and I was able to go in and get his Batista's autograph for my son. And he was just an absolute amazing man, you know, and... I was just so blessed to have been able to get to meet him. 
Oh, that's wonderful, and God bless you and your son. I worked in special needs. I taught for eight years, and that is so near and dear to my heart, and I'm so glad to hear that Dave did that. And um, I just want to say, too, that I really enjoyed this time speaking to all of you. You guys are fantastic, so respectful. Uh, Your questions were great, and I really, really appreciate it, and I thank you so much for having me on. And to your fans, um, I hope they they just keep multiplying for you because you deserve it. And when you're all in my area of Florida, you know, we're outside of Orlando, definitely look us up and come see us. Follow me on all of my social media. I'm more than happy to answer questions in regards to uh, weight loss and health and nutrition and all that good stuff. Well, I'll definitely be down there this winter. I have a condo in Clearwater, which is right near Tampa. So that's only about an hour and a half away. Wonderful. You're not far at all from Mm. us. Absolutely. And be sure to look us up. We have on WXWWrestling.com, we have our show dates for the whole of 2020 listed. Um, We have our our show at the end of this year on the 21st. And um, Dave, Dave Gangrel is coming up to be part of that show and um yeah and then um Arthur's grandson which is Samu's son uh Lance the future on OIE will also be there so it's gonna be a great end of the year show and then start in January we're like every two to three weeks so definitely plan it around one of our show weekends we'd love to have you come as our guest and I bring my fiance down there after we get married for our honeymoon too so uh oh that's wonderful we do want you guys on again though Absolutely. We'd be more than happy to. And I just sent you that address on Facebook Messenger, too. Send us whatever you can. We would appreciate whatever you can do. You got it. And Merry right. Christmas, Happy New Year. God bless to all of you, your fans, all your listeners. And, I'm, I, again, I thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed myself. Thanks, Merry sir. Christmas. Thank you. And, and I oh, Merry Icon, we did go a little bit over, um, but for the internet listeners, um, we, you can go on and listen to a little extra attitude on the Attitude Era Live. Just go on and listen to it. It's not going to be live, obviously, on the FM airwaves. They've cut us off, but it is live on the blog talk, so you can go on and listen to the extra five or so minutes on there. So, um, yep, once again, uh, the, the possibly Wrestling's Royal Family has joined us here today, and uh, we, we're thankful for it. So, again, we'll, uh, we'll no talk to you. No other show has that. No other show has that. Absolutely no other show has me. That's right. Thank you, guys. And remember, I lost the game, and you can too. Awesome. And And we will see you next Monday. Dead man walking. You've done it now.